Welcome to the Melodorous Miasma Meltdown, the role-playing podcast where we role-play being role-playing podcast podcasters. There's been a lot of talk lately about the Innie nominations. I have to say, the Innies are sort of a sore point for us here at Triple M. We've actually submitted our episodes for the past 13 seasons, starting with Season 0, where we just talked about what we would do if we had a podcast, all the way through our peak season 12. But all of our efforts have been to no avail. Every year, our submissions to the category of Best OSR Podcast Satire have been met with a rejection letter and a refusal to even consider starting the category. But I'm confident that Lucky Season 13 is going to be the turning point for Triple M. So without further ado, I present to you our submission for the 2020 Innies category best OSR podcast satire, HGTV's The Monster Brothers. Hi, I'm Otis Monster. I design and draw monster art for role-playing games. And I'm his twin brother, Howard Monster, OSR certified and licensed monster stat converter. We travel the country looking for DMs in need of a little help with a tired old school dungeon encounter. And then we renovate those old creatures into the monster of their dreams. Because we are... The Monster Brothers. Let's meet today's guests. Jeff and Liren contacted us because they were in need of some help with an old school adventure conversion. Hi, I'm Jeff, infrequent podcaster over at Tome of All Dooms, Nomadic GM, and Amateur Thigh Model. And I'm Liren, podcaster from the middle of nowhere, chicken admirer, tree hugger, and frequent call-in guest. Jeff and I co-GM a Dungeon World campaign for our family and friends, but our most recent adventure, Through the Dark Webs of Palador, has got us stumped. We've been running our campaign for years, but we've never run into a problem like this. We've decided we need to call in the professionals. Help, Monster Brothers! It's really great to meet both of you. Let's hear about this problematic encounter. Well, the dungeon we've been working on comes to a choke point right here. It's the final battle before the players enter the treasure vault. So far, the dungeon is full of cobwebs, spiders, and other arachnids. We've been building up to something epic. But we can't just throw in a bigger spider. We want something a little more unique. A modern monster build with old school sensibilities. I think we've got just the thing that we in no way prepared ahead of time. Here's the base of three encounters that we think fit your needs based on some old school resources that are totally going to knock your socks off. Our first encounter comes from all the world's monsters. It's the Harvest Man. The product of the unholy union of a spider demon and his high priestess. It resembles a giant spider with legs shaped like human fingers and a skull's face. It despises all forms of life other than its own. Its standard attack is to bound after its victim in great leaps, grab him, and then crush him. This room also has acoustically treated ceilings, aka popcorn ceilings, to hide your victim's screams. Oh, I hate popcorn ceilings. Well, removing the popcorn ceilings may increase the price of the encounter, but I'm sure we can swing it. Encounter number two comes to us from the Hackmaster Hacklopedia of Beasts, Volume 8. The Web Queen. Web queens are immense spiders that can polymorph themselves into beautiful drow females. They are reflections of the demoness. 
In spider form, the creatures can bite with a deadly poison. And in drow elf form, web queens have the abilities of high-level clerics. Web queens can automatically control any spider that sees them. This room has, as you can see, some really nice pineapple wallpaper. That pineapple wallpaper has got to go. Yeah, yeah, I know, we'll take care of that wallpaper. But I should point out that just beside the secret room here, I think we've got the dimensions to squeeze in a nice ensuite that'll be perfect for when your players shit themselves. Our third encounter comes to us from New Big Dragon Games Creature Compendium. The Cow Demon, or Ushi Oni. Cow demons are not technically demons, although they are demonic in both nature and appearance, having spider-like bodies with six legs and a head that is strangely both human and taurine. They're able to travel freely between the lower planes, elemental plane of water, and the prime material plane. A cow demon's visage is so unnatural that any creature looking directly at it must save versus spell or fall unconscious. Cow demons are also magical creatures with a control over gravity. It also looks like the previous DM left a little bit of furniture that you might be interested in. I love these bar stools. Bar stools? Seriously? Bar stools? What if they were also mimics? Well, if they're also mimics, I guess I can ignore how incredibly uncomfortable they are. Mimics? It sounds like you guys are the professionals. Well guys, that's the bones of what we're working with this week. They may not look like much now, and I can see you have your reservations. But with a little spit and polish, I assure you, one of these encounters is going to become the encounter of your dreams. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. I have to admit, I was a little hesitant to call in professional monster renovators, but Liren assured me you guys were the best. She said, get me five minutes alone with Otis and I'll make an encounter neither of us will ever forget. Poor Howard and I'll pretend it's Otis. Well, sweetie, they're right here. Why not both of them? Oh, honey, don't be silly. I mean, unless you guys are into it. You guys just enjoy your weekend and leave the encounter building to the, the professionals. professionals. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Don't look back. Don't look back. Did you see the thighs on that guy? He could kick both our asses with one leg tied behind his back. Listening to the Triple M Radio Network. The Melodorous Miasma Meltdown is proud to present its new Saturday night lineup. At 7 o'clock, we have the ramblings of the one and only Gordo. Just a halfling, knock its head in. At 7.30, the one and only Lone Star Dungeon Master. Now I don't want to step on no toes here. Don't want to step on no toes. At 8 o'clock, the family-friendly programming of the Daddy Dungeon Master. I love the shit out of playing games with my kids. At 8.30, the one and only, Kesterburn! Kesterburn! And don't miss our midnight to 3 a.m. Hubs After Dark. <laughs> it's all part of our new Saturday Night lineup on Triple M. Hey, Otis. What are you working on there? Well, I'm just sketching out the art for this week's creatures. Wow, those are fantastic. Just really undescribable. We might should have thought out this move to radio a little better. Especially considering half of our show is your artwork. Yeah, luckily even though we're twins, we have very distinctive voices that everyone can easily tell apart. Good point. Let me take a look at some of these. Wow, 
The Gono pour on this one is quite impressive. I really thought you'd like that. And I really like the artistic choice you made here with the Web Queen, giving her four breasts on the front and on the back. Yeah, those started out as book lungs, but I think I got a little carried away. <laughs> well, it looks like everything's going smooth here. Not quite everything, Howard. I'm having a little trouble coming up with ideas for drawing the webs. Out of ideas? Does that mean it's time for, yes sir, plunder enchantment? Good God, I feel like I'm plunder enchantment. Open up the PHP. Oh, this monster's gonna take you on a tour of arcane history. Spells and 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 This is Otis Monster, back with another Plunder Enchantment. The popular section of our show where we talk about a spell literally ad nauseum. We haven't done one of these in a while because, well, honestly, I've been a little plunder the weather lately. On top of that, we've had a lot of changes which made the switch from cable TV to the podcast format difficult. We have new plunder writers, which has left us a little plunder funded. Luckily, it's plunder control because we are Plunder New Management, and I'm happy to bring the Plunder Enchantment segments back to you. In keeping with the theme of today's show, we're going to talk about the web spell through the ages. We'll start with Zero Edition Dungeons & Dragons. Good old white box. There was actually no web spell in Zero Edition, but it was a feature of the Staff of Wizardry, which said, Webs are great sticky masses of strands which are difficult to sever, but subject to flame. The staff will generate sufficient web to cover a 1x1x2 area in any turn. Giants and similarly powerful creatures can break through them in two turns, and lesser creatures will take proportionately longer. A flaming sword will slash through them in one turn. Pretty straightforward stuff, and pretty easy to understand. In the Holmes edition of Dungeons & Dragons, web spell gets its own write-up. Range 10, duration 48 turns. The spell creates a mass of sticky strands which are difficult to destroy except with flame. It will cover, and usually block, an area 10 by 10 by 10. Giants, or creatures with similar great strength, can break through a web in two rounds, but weaker creatures take much longer to break through. A human of normal strength will take two to eight turns to break through the web. Flames, as from a torch for example, will destroy the web in two rounds, but will burn any creatures within it for one to six points of damage. Anyone wearing gauntlets of ogre power can break free of a web in four rounds. As you can see, the description of the web spell has expanded a bit. First edition Advanced Dungeons & Dragons sees quite a change to the web spell, with Gygax going a little crazy with it. Web, evocation, level 2, range 1 half per level, duration 2 turns per level, area effect special, components VSM, casting time 2 segments, saving throw negates, or 1 half. A web spell creates a mini-layered mass of strong, sticky strands similar to spider webs, but far larger and tougher. These masses must be anchored to two or more points, floor and ceiling, opposite walls, etc diametrically opposed. The web spell covers a maximum area of 8 cubic inches, and the webs must be at least 1 inch thick, so a mass 4 inches high, 2 inches wide, and 1 inch deep may be cast. Creatures caught within webs or simply touching them become stuck amongst the gluey fibers. Creatures with less than 13 strength must remain fast until freed by another, or until the spell wears off. For every full turn entrapped by a web, a creature has 5% cumulative chance of suffocating to death. 
Creatures with strength between 13 and 17 can break through one inch of webs per turn. Creatures with 18 or greater strength break through one inch of webs per round. Strong and huge creatures will break through one inch of webs per segment. It is important to note that the strands of a web spell are flammable. A magic flaming sword will slash them away as easily as a hand brushes away cobwebs. Any fire, torch, flaming oil, flaming sword, etc., will set them alight and burn them away in a single round. All creatures within the webs will take two to eight hit points of damage from the flames, but those freed of the strands will not be harmed. Saving throw is made at negative two. If the saving throw versus web is made, two results may have occurred. If the creature has room to escape, then he is assumed to have jumped free. If there is no room to escape, then the webs are only one half strength. The material component of this spell is a bit of spider web. Second edition Dungeons and Dragons continues down this dark path. The spell description is almost exactly the same, as the first edition spell. However, I feel it necessary to include it in its entirety just for the sake of completeness. A web spell creates a mini-layered mass of strong, sticky strands similar to spiderwebs but far We'll check back in with Otis later in the show. But for now, let's get in a word from our sponsors. Or the web collapses upon itself and disappears. The web spell covers a maximum area of eight. It was the summer that my love for baseball cards started to lapse I got this hand-me-down copy of B2 that was missing all the maps But my head was filled with goblins, magic missiles, and spike traps My mom said, why don't we go to Clint's Books and Games? She said, they might just have that at Clint's Books and Games so on a sunny Texas Saturday, when mummy had the time We waited in the parking lot for them to open up at nine And those shelves were filled with Avalon Hill and Moorcock and Laguine Laguine? I'll fix it later Saw that Mensa red box, still in the shrink wrap my mom shook her head as if to say, Boy, you really want that crap. But old Clint looked into my eyes and knew this purchase was a wrap. And I spent all my money at Clint's Books and Games. Every bit of my allowance at Clint's Books and Games. And sure, there have been others like Lone Star and Wild West. Why two comics and geek out and Generation X? But I've never found Clint's equal in this whole damn Metroplex. You never forget your first time, and I think about it still. Tried looking with the Google, but all my searches came up nil. Cause if the mind flayer don't get you, that economy will. But I'll always have a soft spot for Clint's books and games. Yeah, my heart always belongs to Clint's books and games. Clint's books and games, 3011 Lackland Road, Fort Worth, Texas, open from 9 a.m. to 1991. Hey, Howard, what you working on? Well, Otis, I've been busy coming up with the moves and instincts for our monsters this week. Ooh, those are looking really good. We should also think about how we're going to rename our monsters this week. Good call. And you know what I do when I need to come up with a good name. Oh, cue up the music. You got me. 
It's time for some Shield Cleaver Free Association. Today on our Shield Cleaver Free Association, we'll talk about terms relating to arachnids and spiders. Cobwebs, silk, dark corners, itchy hairs, eight dead glassy eyes, anterior, posterior, lateral, and median, dripping pincher-like fangs, gory maw, distended abdomen, spindly legs, wall-gripping single claws, Hourglass, fiddle, bidentate, book lung, accessory claw, pedipalps, tarsal claw, folium, gonopore, heart mark, spinneret, predator, hunter and prey, segmented legs, coxa, trochanter, femur, patella, tibia, metatarsus, tarsus, bronchial opercolum, widow, Recluse, wolf, pounce, immobilize, exsanguinate, forest floor, leaf mold, tree knot, palpal bulb, parasibium, rustellum, trap, web, tuffet, curds and whey, an old lady, swallowed a spider, wiggled, wriggled, tickled inside her, she swallowed the spider to catch a fly, I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. Hey guys, how's it coming along? Well, just finishing up the art on the Arachno Queen. Kind of makes you wish you had eight hands, doesn't it? Um. Awkward. Anyway, what can we do for you guys? So, we need to add. A little wrinkle to the encounter. Uh-oh, what is it? Well, Auntie Jackie's sister's brother's boy is coming to visit and wants to sit in on the game. He'll be playing a first-level cleric, and the rest of the party, as you know, is pretty high-level. Okay, what's the problem? We can't have Auntie Jackie's sister's brother's boy dying, so we need you to build in a little encounter immunity for him. Wait, wait, wait. We're halfway through the show and you need us to add some encounter immunity? Yep. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, guys. Oh, beg me. This is ridiculous. Pipe Dream. Here at Pipe Dream, we endeavor to create a bespoke community tailored to your needs. Pipe Dream. We have a team of professionals working around the clock, maintaining the kind of community that will meet your very own exacting standards. Pipe Dream. We guarantee an environment in which you will not be offended. Pipe Dream. You will not encounter triggering language. Pipe Dream. And you will never be confronted with challenging opinions or ideas. So come and join us at Pipe Dream. We've got an empty room waiting just for you. Pipe Dream. Where inclusivity and separatism go hand in hand.
We do not tolerate intolerance. Even cognitive dissonance could see you ejected from the program. In such circumstances, your fee is not refundable. Pipe dream. Welcome back to HGTV's The Monster Brothers. Let's check back in with Brother Otis and see how those spells are coming along. On a result of 26 through 29, the caster weaves a spider web with the shape he can manipulate within a total mass of roughly 30 feet by 30 feet by one foot. For example, the caster could create a spidery rope 900 feet long or a rectangular web 10 feet by 90 feet that runs the length of a corridor floor. The web lasts for 2d6 plus caster level days before dissolving. The caster can place the web in a static location or fling the web a distance of up to 200 feet. If aimed at a living creature or small target, the caster must make a normal missile fire attack roll against the target, though he receives a plus six bonus to reflect the fact that the web need only touch the target to pierce its armor. A miss means the web lands 1d30 feet away in a random direction, still potentially capturing the target. So that's the Dungeon Crawl Classic version of Spiderweb. As you can see, there's a lot of bloat here as well. Much like in the extrapolated 6th edition version of Dungeons & Dragons web spell that I came up with by plugging all of the PDFs of the Dungeons & Dragons rulebooks into Talk to Transformer. I think at this point you're probably ready to hear a bit more concise versions of the web spell. We'll get to that right away. Going all the way back to the complete warlock out of Caltech, you have a short web spell. Web. This spell produces enough sticky spiderweb-like strands to cover a volume of two one-inch cubes. These strands are difficult to sever without fire and take an amount of time equal to 50 divided by strength of creature, measured in turns, to break through. A flaming sword or touch will cut through at double the normal speed. Range three inches, duration, web lasts until destroyed. Just like Warlock to get heavy on the maths. Arduin Grimoire doesn't have a web spell at all. Instead, they have the opposite the Anti-Web Aura spell, a second level spell costing 2.5 mana, plus 0.5 per minute used over 10 minutes. Area affected self only, effect all webs, real or magical, will not stick and will slide off, not entangling the mage. More concise you say? Let's go with the Black Hack. The Arcane spell Web traps a nearby area, stopping movement, test wisdom per hour to see if the effect lasts. Going beyond that, we get to Maze Rats, where there's no description of the web spell at all. The effects of a web spell would have to be made up by the caster and the dungeon master. However, there is no shortage of possible web spells using the random tables. Let's take a look at them now. Acid Web, Ether Web, Air Web, Alabaster Web, Amber Web, Ash Web, Bat Web, Battle Web, Beetle Web, Bile Web, Blight Web, Blub Web, Bone Web, Brimstone Web, Brine web, bronze web, chaos web, clay web, copper web, crow web, crystal web, night web, death web, doom web, dream web, dust web, earth web, echo web, energy web, fire web, flame web, flesh web, fog web, fungus web, ghost web, glass web, gold web, heat web, honey web, ice web, icor web, insect web, iron web, ivory web, jade web, lava web, light web, lightning web, loam web, marmalade web, miasma web. Miasma web, 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 miasma web. Otis, brother, miasma web, miasma web, 
Miasma web. Miasma web. He's singing. Which direction are going? Miasma web. Miasma web. Miasma speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. By the fires of hell a-glowing, is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing! And they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing! This has gone far enough! White Rat, brother! Stop the segment! HGTV's The Monster Brothers will return after this message from our brand sponsor, Talislanta. Liren were looking for some spicy old school arachnids to fill in their Through the Dark Webs of Palador campaign. We have to remind you of this because we need to fill a little bit of time. Despite the fact that we record hundreds of hours of audio for these episodes, only about 0.5% is really dramatic or uncomfortable enough to work in a reality show setting. Now, notwithstanding these two's latest request, which did set us back a little as we had to come up with some encounter immunity to try to help out some weaker characters in the party, I think we've come up with some stuff that's really going to impress you guys. How are you guys feeling about the unveiling? I'm looking forward to seeing how you guys did on meeting our exacting standards. Yeah, guys, I'm ready to be knocked off my feet. Our first offering came from all the world's monsters and was the Harvest Man. We've converted the Harvest Man into the Soul Harvester. This disturbing eight-legged beast walks around on finger-like legs and has a skull for a face. We gave the Soul Harvester instincts of collect souls, frighten to death, and tickle unmercifully, and the moves of beer belly crush, terrifying visage, and magic fingers. It has the weakness of soft organs, so it's weak against blunt weapons. 
Unfortunately, we didn't quite have the resources to get rid of those popcorn ceilings you hated so much. Sorry, those popcorn ceilings are a real deal breaker. Our second encounter was the Hackmaster version of the Queen of the Demon Web Pits, which we have renamed the Arachno Queen. The Arachno Queen has the instincts of toy with emotions, play with food, and dominate and enslave. We've given her the moves of Control Spider Swarm, Charm the Weak-Minded, and Ensnare and Shimmering Webs. However, we weren't able to give her any weaknesses because we went a little over budget due to the fact that we pulled out all that pineapple wallpaper, repainted, and installed this amazing ensuite. Oh my god, love it! Sorry guys, just uh, <coughs> checking the plumbing. Our final offering comes from New Big Dragon Games Creature Compendium. We've called it the Bull Weaver. A demon-like, spider-ish creature with the head of a bull. We've given it the instincts of harm mortals, maim for fun, and destroy beings from a lesser plane of existence. Its moves are Cud Breath, Six-Legged Bull Rush, and Flee to another plane with a captive. We've given it the weakness of Stay away from the light, so it avoids religious types. We've also left those barstool mimics back in a corner so that they can attack from behind when the party least expects it. My barstools? I know which room's first on my list! Well guys, there you have it. The decision's in your hands now. I think we've given you quite a range to choose from while still staying in the boundaries you set forth and keeping that old school aesthetic. So what's it gonna be? Well, after a lot of soul searching and meditation, we've decided to populate our encounter with... Once there was a girl who asked her husband TJ what he talked about on Anchor and Wind. He finally told her No words could convey what he'd been doing He couldn't quite explain his satiric masturbation We hope you're enjoying the season 13 finale of the Melodorous Miasma Meltdown podcast. We'd like to take this opportunity to invite each and every one of you back to join us for season 14. Let's go look for more trouble. Follow the adventures of the Lone Star GM as he tries to escape from the afterlife in A Paladin in Purgatory. Visit that bar where everybody knows your name at Tankard's Tavern and sit back and enjoy the collaborative dungeon building of all the Triple M hosts as we present the podcast module, Mavartha's House Has Many Wombs. It's all coming in season 14 of Triple M. Oh, Triple M, I'd prefer to call it. Here's another one of those annoying recaps. 
Jeff and Leering were having trouble with a blah, 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 blah. Let's just go ahead and get their decision now. After a lot of soul searching and meditation, we've decided to populate our encounter with the Arachno Queen. It was a hard choice because the Arachno Queen was lacking the safety feature of weakness against cleric types. But in the end, we just couldn't pass up the ensuite. It's been two weeks, and Jeff and Liren have had a chance to try out our encounter. Let's check in with them and see how things went. Game night went really well, but not exactly how we expected. The party actually TPK'd in the first room of the dungeon. Rocks fell, everyone died. We ended up just having family karaoke night instead. It was a blast! We still plan to use the encounter by quantum ogring it into another campaign. I'm sure it'll be a hit. Thanks, Thanks Monster Brothers. Brothers. HGTV's The Monster Brothers would like to thank the following for making this crazy episode possible. Jeff and Liren for being crazy enough to play along with this scheme. Spencer Freethrall for use of his amazing Pipe Dreams ad and the Monster Brothers themselves, Ray Otis and Logan Howard, for the endless inspiration. We Monster Brothers thought we were brave, but old Jeff had some jealous eyes. Ran like hell from his powerful thighs, Nights we suffered from pains Hunger you can't feed and thirst you can't slake Until we heard the sounds of our new cave mates God was all these things Rusted mold or common mouse Troglodytes are in the house Pyrohydra imp and closet Yellow mold inside your closet Shadow dragon living wall Leprechauns are in the hall on that guy that guy could kick our asses with both legs tied behind did you see the thighs on that guy yeah I want to know two things where he works out and can I watch
Did you see the thighs on that guy? Yeah. I bet he delivers a... <laughs> Did you see the thighs on that guy? Yeah. I bet he delivers a dick kick with a purpose. With a purpose. Did you see the thighs on that guy? <laughs> Did you see the thighs on that guy? Yeah, I bet when he delivers a dick kick, you sign for it in the morgue. See the thighs on that guy? <laughs> Did you see the thighs on that guy? Yeah, I bet he could put a foot so far up your ass you'd be burping Dr. Schultz. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs>